Psalm 89, verses 1 through 29. A mascal of Ethan, the Ezrite. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, Steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Selah. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can compare can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him? O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea when its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in light of your face, who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted, for you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted, for our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one and said, I have granted help to to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant with my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and my name shall be his horn, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever. My covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an incredible picture of Jesus, the son of God, pictured in Psalm 89. What a messianic psalm that we have here. Incredible. I know. You know, when the church is founded and they began to put together teachings and epistles and, you know, all these uh, early doctrines and teachings, they clearly, you know, began to pull a lot of Old Testament scriptures together that point to the Christ. And, you know, we spend a lot of time around passages like Isaiah 9, Isaiah 53, uh, Genesis 3, you know, where just kind of these well-trodden and beautiful promises of a Messiah. Sure. But it's easy to miss Everywhere in scripture, there's all these really clear portraits of the Christ. I mean, this is like about as clear as it gets. Yeah, absolutely. So Psalm 89, here we are. And there's a lot that you just read and um, just a lot of beautiful poetry. 
And yeah, it says this is a mass goal to start off. You know, you read those some of those terms in the Psalms. I know this isn't a talk back, and we're not trying to get mm-hmm. in the full uh, full understanding of all the scriptures yeah. here. But it is important to know, like a mass goal. What is that? Well, it's probably signaling what kind of song this is. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely like kind of more of a a ballad than like one you repeat the chorus over and over again mm-hmm. um, and so it's telling a story yeah absolutely uh, and I- it's beautiful because the story uh goes to um the the promise i believe it's second samuel 7 where david is promised mm-hmm. that from his throne will come a king whose throne will be everlasting mm. that's in verse four and then it says selah which usually is like this big pause mm-hmm. like think about that yeah King David promised an heir that would that would last forever. Mm-hmm. So there's this messianic promise, and then you get into so let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, and he's going to talk about the coming one. Yeah, yeah, it really picks up in verse 19. You know, speaking um, more specifically in building this uh, portrait of Christ, I think one thing that's really interesting is he spends a lot of time in this really devotional worship to the Lord. Verse eight, O Lord mm-hmm. God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O mm-hmm. Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. And there's just all this beautiful poetry that and imagery that is really unpacking the might yeah. and the faithfulness and the strength and the yes. holiness and the, the compassion of God. And he really just unpacks the character of God. And then he moves into this you know sort of covenantal theology language and and a lot of what you just what you're describing a lot of it is strength and the word strength is actually used in here but your strong right hand the strength of the lord shouting mm-hmm. um you know who knows the festal shout mm-hmm. um there is a lot of the strong hand of god the right hand of god stilling the way so there's something to be said when thinking about the promise of Jesus as mm-hmm. we get closer and closer to celebrating Christmas Day, mm-hmm. the first advent, the appearing of the arrival of Jesus, the strength of God behind that. Yeah, you know, that that's such a great point because it's really easy, you know, for our sort of postmodernized Western minds to really uh, cling to verses like we read yesterday that are very comforting, very love and compassion and yeah. comfort driven. And then to read, you know, even, you know, try to faithfully read a lot of these passages that are talking about God's might and how he stills the storms and, you know, crushes um, forests and to just be yeah. like, Oh, like that's cool. But it is the all surpassing power and the matchless strength of God that makes the gift of Christ worth anything. You know, like if he is not all powerful, then, you know, Christ is is like, you don't want a contender for you and an advocate for you. That's not all powerful. And so the, absolutely the faithfulness and love of God has to be paired with the all surpassing power and authority of God for the gospel to be of any comfort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, this makes me think about, you know, sort of this topic of how, this promise of an eternal king, this promised offspring talked about in verse 36, um, which is later down in the Psalm. But this, this promise flows out of the character of God. And it it makes me think of, uh, you know, John Piper has a book called God is the gospel. And he basically, Mm. and, and I've heard him preach stuff like this, but it's basically this idea that, 
the gospel of Christ is just the overflow of God's character towards sinners. And so it is his holiness. It is his compassion. It is his love. It is his, yeah. his strength. Yeah. You know, you know, it's not, God's not inventing new characteristics. It's not a band aid. It's not a plan B, but it is how God interacts with sinners who would look to him in faith. Yeah. And I think maybe a devotional takeaway. And what I mean by that is like, what, what can I cling to right in this moment? And the power of God can be a little bit intangible. Yep. But coupled with the power of God, it will include it in the power of God is his ability to control time. Mm-hmm. And we hear words like forever. Mm-hmm. I will establish him forever. His mm-hmm. throne will last forever. But also as we think about Christmas, he controlled time mm-hmm. and governments and the people of the day. He controlled all of that to make it the fullness of time, Paul says, to where now his son should be born. And you know what? That strength of God is still very much alive in 2022. Absolutely. The strength of God has not diminished. Mm-hmm. He is constant. And he still controls time. And so maybe you find yourself leading right up to Christmas in a time that's wonderful. Well, thank the Lord because he's He's allowed this moment in time for you to have some rest and mm-hmm. some comfort. But maybe you find this moment in time like really hard. Yeah. And you feel like you're just you're you're just parched on the inside and you don't know how much more of this you can bear. The same God who controlled time to establish one day his throne forever to bring about the advent of his son mm-hmm. is controlling this moment too and he is as present now as he was when this was written when Jesus was born and when he he comes back he, he I mean he's like he's wrapped up time yeah. he's before it and after it yeah. and so take comfort in mm. this strength of God who brought his only begotten son into the world mm-hmm. and know that it is his strong hand that sustains us day by day yeah and that is through the power of Christ that resides in his people Absolutely. All right. Well, another great and powerful word from Psalm 89 as we move towards the birth of the Savior. So for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.